0: Hello? Hello. Hi. Who am I talking to? Alyssa. I'm in second grade, and I'm a Brownie Girl Scout. And Alyssa, we want to try to get people to donate to NPR, and so I want you to tell us all of your tricks about how you get people to buy Girl Scout cookies. Okay. Okay. You have to be
1: smart, because it's really hard work
0: to sell cookies. Right. Okay. We can do that. We can be smart. Next one always be cute <laughs> because if you, you be cu- cute you they will love you and give you money and have your cookies <laughs> okay so you have to look cute we're cute what if someone says oh no thank you I don't want any Girl Scout cookies today what do you say you say thank you for listening and then we'll walk away because we always have to be friendly and not, not me so you say, okay, well, thank you anyways. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good approach, too. Will you tell people where they can donate to NPR? Donate.npr.org planetmoney planet money. Thank you so much. Thank you.
2: This is Planet Money from NPR.
3: Number one. Each year, humanity produces a thousand times more transistors than grains of rice and wheat combined. Great. Do another
4: one from just anywhere on the list.
3: 34. 28% of people like the smell of their own urine after eating asparagus. 5. Uh, Baiju is the world's most popular spirit, with 10 billion liters sold every year, almost entirely in China.
1: Okay, pause there and introduce yourself.
3: Yeah, so my name is Tom Whitswell, and I am a consultant at Flux. And every year I write a list, which is called 52 Things I Learned.
4: Thank you for doing this. I love your list.
3: Okay, thank you.
1: Jacob is your biggest list fan. Uh,
4: I've been sending (laughs) around your list uh, to my colleagues at Planet Money for the last few years and saying, like, this is like 52 story ideas. And then this year I was like, (laughs) or maybe
3: it's one story idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, just keep going. 49, flaming hot Cheetos were invented by a cleaner at a Frito-Lay factory. He's now the VP of Multicultural Sales for PepsiCo America. We've been trying to get that guy on the show, I will say, for the record. (laughs) It is an amazing story. It is an amazing story. 19, in 2017, Google and Facebook lost $100 million between them to one scammer who sent them fake invoices.
1: You think they would have caught on after the first 10 million? Maybe 20. Maybe 20.
3: Number twenty-seven. Spotify pays by the song. Two three-minute songs are twice as profitable as one six-minute song. So songs are getting shorter. Well, How would you How did you start doing this? My background is I was a, a magazine editor for a long time. I then went to work for The Times. London,
1: right?
3: Is there another Times? Ah, yeah, well Somewhere played. Else? <laughs>
1: Keep going. We're going for it.
3: Seven. At least three private companies have fallen victim to deepfake audio fraud. In each case, a computerized voice clone of the company CEO calls a senior financial officer to request an urgent money transfer. Computerized voice clone.
2: Hello and welcome to Planet Money. I'm the Queen of England.
1: I'm Amanda Orange. And I'm Jacob
4: Goldstein. Today on the show, Tom Whitwell's list, abridged.
1: We are going to do a lot of the list. We picked our favorites, and we have them for you right now in no particular order. And our favorites of the favorites, we got on the phone, we went out
4: into the world and learned more about them. Support for this podcast and the following message come from ETrade. Investing your money shouldn't require moving mountains, no matter how much or how little experience you have. ETrade makes investing simpler. And for a limited time, get $100 when you open a new account with just $5,000. It's all about helping your money work hard for you. For more information, visit slash learn more. ETrade Securities LLC, member SIPC.
0: Planet Money has a newsletter. We keep you up to date with stories about Federal Reserve decisions, the housing market, Opium? Scooters? It's just the right amount of Economics Weekly. Go to npr.org planetmoneynewsletter.
3: Number 42. A man who bought the personalized number plate Null has received over $12,000 of parking fines because the system records Null when no number plate has been recorded.
4: And a, a number plate is a license plate. <laughs> 24.
3: Mushrooms and truffles are fungi more closely related to humans than they are to plants. 9. Placebos are so effective that placebo placebos work. A pain cream with no active ingredients worked even when it was not used by the patient. Just owning the cream was enough to reduce pain. Number 41. Disco, a Japanese high tech manufacturing company, has introduced an internal billing and payment system where every cost is charged back to workers. So if you rent a conference room, you will get charged $100. People are really cut back on useless meetings, said one staffer.
4: Amanda, I have to say, I am very impatient about meetings.
1: I know. I've watched you walk out of a
3: number of them. <laughs> All right. And when I heard
4: about a company that charges workers to have meetings, obviously I wanted to know more.
1: I know how much you want to know more. So I called up Yuji Nakamura. He wrote the Bloomberg article about this company what is going on here? Can you explain how this works? To yeah, me? sure. So
0: Disco is this company in Tokyo with a great, you know, funky name, but actually uh, a very boring business.
1: <laughs> it is a surprisingly funky name. Jacob, he told me that Disco is just an abbreviation for this long Japanese name. Nothing to do with being funky. The company makes machines that cut things. Yes, but the funky thing about Disco is their <laughs> compensation scheme. Right. And I know you want to do this, so I'm going to explain to you how it works. Everybody gets a base salary. They get to keep that no matter what. And on top of that, the company gives each employee this allowance of a virtual currency. They call the virtual currency will, as in you have the free will to work <laughs> here at Disco with us. And at the end of every quarter, that Will gets converted into real money. So people make these bonuses, sometimes huge bonuses. And Yuji told me that people use this virtual currency to pay for everything, not just meeting rooms, but they're paying for each other's time. So wait, so if the sales guy goes to the research department and is like, hey, I really need you guys to look into this, how to cut this piece of silicon, they have to pay the research department to do the research for them?
0: Yeah, Exactly.
1: So essentially, they have created an entire free market economy
4: within the company, like the free market in this in this virtual currency in Will, it's going
1: to determine actually what what people do at work and what they don't do at work. That is the whole idea. The people who run this company think that the free market is a great way to run labor within the company. So people are paying for storing their umbrellas, parking (laughs) their cars desk space, getting their trash removed.
0: So they really embrace raw, raw capitalism, uh, almost as like their Bible. To give you one example that we saw, uh, we talked to their PR team, and for that to happen, the the PR team at Disco, the PR manager, actually had to pay money to borrow <laughs> that meeting room in his own company. And then he had to pay Uh, All the people that came in to talk to us, that gave their time to talk to us, the PR manager actually had to pay all of them money for their time. Uh, But then after our article was published, the PR manager, the PR team, they receive money for generating publicity.
1: What did you think of of this system? Um, (laughs) I don't think I would ever work in this company.
0: (laughs) No? Um, Yeah, for me, it's just... All, you know, a little too much. Like, I did a stint on Wall Street where I met a lot of people who just like to distill all their work down to a a specific number. You know, I think for that kind of person, this would be appealing, Uh, but not for me. Amanda, if we got paid
4: per podcast, I would make
1: more podcasts. (laughs) You would make so many podcasts.
3: 18. Mechanical devices that cheat your phone pedometer for health insurance fraud or vanity are now all over Aliexpress. 48. In 2012, only Manchester United was worth more than $2 billion. Today, there are 52 sports teams worth more than $2 billion. Three. Emojis are starting to appear in evidence in court cases and lawyers are worried. When emoji symbols are strung together, we don't have a reliable way of interpreting their meaning. In 2017, an Israeli judge had to decide if one emoji-filled message constituted a verbal contract. Number 44 Some blind people can understand speech that is almost three times faster than the fastest speech sighted people can understand. They can use speech synthesizers set at 800 words per minute, and normal speech is around 120 to 150 words a minute. Research suggests that a section of the brain that normally responds to light is remapped in blind people to process sound.
4: So, you know, sometimes I listen to podcasts at like one and a half speed or maybe... I feel like that should be a crime, frankly. (laughs) (laughs) A crime of efficiency. Lock me up. (laughs) Uh But anyways, you know, I do one and a half or two. This speed Tom is talking about is like six times regular speed. And to hear what that sounds like, here is the item Tom just read at 6x,
1: at 800 words per minute. I understood one word. Minutes. Some
4: people but only because I'd heard it. P- play it again.
3: Some people You want
1: to talk about this one for a second?
3: No. Sixteen. The Korean police force includes five Labradors who are clones of Quinn, a bomb-sniffing dog who found fame after finding a missing girl's body in a 2007 kidnapping. 25. In the U.S. Northwest, rain can damage the fruit on cherry trees, so helicopter pilots paid to fly over the orchards, using their downdraft to dry the fruit as it ripens. For the pilots, it's a risky but potentially profitable job. Good. Next. Okay, uh, this is a pronunciation question. What's it, is it a Harbinger customer or a Harbinger customer? I would say Jer. jer. I think it's Harbinger. I would say Jer. Okay. Yeah. okay. Good. Just wanted to check number four Harbinger customers are customers who buy products that tend to fail they group together forming Harbinger zip codes if households in those zip codes buy a product it's likely to fail if they back a political candidate they're likely to lose the election
4: uh, first of all is that a correct characterization?
2: Uh, it's a as, a as an academic you want to put a lot of nuance in everything <laughs> but those statements are correct, though so they probably need more context. Does that make sense? But yes.
4: Well, that's correct. what you're here for. That is exactly Brilliant. why you're here. Um, so you are like a you are like a harbinger customer guru.
2: That's right. Dad, that's right. Can
4: you just say your name and your job?
2: Of course. So I'm a Catherine Tucker, and I'm a professor of marketing at MIT.
4: So several years ago, Tucker and her colleagues set out to study this pretty well-known phenomenon: certain shoppers tend to buy new products that succeed. So if you're a company and those customers are buying your product, that is a good sign for you. Tucker and her colleagues, they wanted to understand those customers. So they got data from a chain of small grocery stores and started crunching.
2: And we found that, yes, there were some people who were predictive of success. But we found what was more remarkable was that there were some people who were predictive of failure. Uh-huh. And that if they started buying a yogurt that failed...
4: A yogurt they were also that failed. Failed. Yeah.
2: Then they were very attractive to the next range of cookies that failed, too. <laughs> and then the next range of cleaning products that failed. Uh-huh. So not even they, just
4: food, like all kind of stuff. They just kept picking losers.
2: They kept on picking losers all across the different product categories. That's what blew our mind in this first paper. Being the kind of person who actually liked watermelon Oreos, that is a true product. I actually was very predictive of being the kind of person who also liked Crystal Pepsi. And so we decided to call them Harbingers of Failure.
4: Harbingers of Failure. That's good. So, okay, so you have that original surprising finding, and then you keep studying it, and and you get to this new paper. Yes where you find that this group of of customers, these harbingers of failure who keep buying failed products and even backing failed political candidates, you find that they tend to live in certain neighborhoods, in certain zip codes. So what are the characteristics of those neighborhoods, of those zip codes?
2: But what we found is that actually you can't really predict just using observable demographic data what a harbinger zip code is there's no sort of smoking gun about it having studied this for nearly eight years we've just concluded there are some people who like weird things (laughs) and they like them across everything
4: do you know are any businesses trying to use your findings trying to go find harbinger customers to test things
2: so i'm not allowed to say
4: that sounds exciting not allowed to say sounds like something's happening
2: it is It is happening, and that's
4: why we're very excited. Great. Uh, it was fun to talk to you. Thank you for okay, your time. thank this... you.
2: Lovely to talk to
4: you. Yeah, delightful to talk with you. Thank you for, okay, for being so patient. Bye-bye. 28.
3: Fashion++ Plus is a Facebook-funded computer vision project that looks at a photo of your outfit and suggests minimal edits for outfit improvement, like tucking in a shirt or removing an accessory.
1: Jacob, I'm saying this as a friend, but please take off that visor.
3: No. Number 32. In 2018, the Nigerian government spent more on subsidies for petrol than they did on health, education, or defense. Six. A Python script, an Instagram account, and quite a bit of free time can get you free meals in New York City.
4: You know who loves free stuff? Our producer, Nick Fountain.
5: I'm Nick Fountain, Planning Money producer. What's your name? Chris Buetti. What do you do? I'm a software engineer. Uh, And we are here at a fancy food court in New York City, uh, and we're going to do the next item on the list right here, right now. Uh, All right, Chris, can you pull up uh, your Instagram account? Sure. What's it called? Beautiful New York City. How many followers you got? About 54,000. All right, so tell me the story behind this account. Um, So, yeah... I was, uh, you know, eating at all these restaurants in New York City. And as we all know, New York City is like the most expensive place in the world. Um, And every time I sat down, I was thinking about how some influencer with a bunch of followers on Instagram was getting the same meal as me for free and just posting a picture of it. And I wanted to be part of that. So uh, I'm not interesting. And there's nothing cool really about. But you do know code. But I, I do know how to code. Yeah. Real simply, what is the automation that you have set up for this Instagram account? It it covers everything you could think of from finding the picture, posting the picture, interacting with people. Um, So it finds restaurants that are near you in New York City. It emails them and says, hey, can I get a free meal in exchange for a post about your establishment? Exactly. (laughs) Um, How many free meals have you gotten? Uh, At at this point, I've gotten a lot. Um, What are we talking, 10? Well, in terms of offers, it's definitely in the hundreds. I gotta say, when I read this item, I was like, this is the perfect distillation of 2019 in a nutshell, right? Like, programmer getting free meals. Yeah, I I mean, I I can't disagree with that. Can I see the magic happen? Oh, yeah, you wanna wanna come to one with me? Let's get lunch. (laughs) Sounds great. Uh...
3: Next, 23. Sometime in the 1990s, it seems the U.S. forgot how to make a critical component of some nuclear warheads. 33. According to WaterAid research, women spend 97 billion hours a year looking for a safe place to go to the loot. That equals 46 million working years, which is the same as the workforce of Germany, the fourth largest economy in the world. 50. Six reluctant Chinese hitmen who hired each other to carry out a murder all went to jail when their outsourcing scheme collapsed. What is this one? So this one is a guy hired a hitman to kill somebody else. That hitman said, I'm not doing that. He gave half the money to somebody else. He said, I'm not doing that. He gave half the money to someone else. Went all the way down the chain. The last guy was getting paid so little money. He said, this isn't worth my while to do it. He went back to the victim and told him what had happened and said we should split the money. Instead, the victim called the police and all six of them went to prison.
4: That feels like it's a perfect parable of something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I,
3: I think I put that on list because it sounds so much like a fantastic Quentin Tarantino film that hasn't been made.
4: Oh, good one. Not a parable of anything except how absurd the world is.
3: Yes. Uh, and finally, Number 52 asking what questions do you have for me can be dramatically more effective than asking any questions at the end of a talk. Tom, what questions do you have for us? (laughs) I have no questions.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Google Fi, a phone plan by Google, made with features that people actually want. Learn more about the benefits of switching to Google Fi at fi.google.com. Check out our daily crash course in economics, The Indicator. In less than 10 minutes, we tackle important topics like unemployment, the housing crisis, and how Justin Bieber saved the Icelandic economy. NPR's The Indicator from Planet Money. Listen now.
4: If you have any questions, you can email us at planetmoney at npr.org or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at PlanetMoney.
1: Today's show was produced by Nick Fountain. Our editor is Bryant Erstat. And our supervising producer is Alex Goldmark. The deepfake
4: audio of the Queen
1: of England was provided by a company called
4: Seraproc.
2: I'm Amanda Aronchik.
4: I'm Jacob Goldstein. This is NPR. Thanks for listening.
2: Hello, this is the Queen of England. Please transfer 100 million pounds to the checking account of Jacob Goldstein. Account number nine one 10 9 Eight. 7 6
3: five, number four, three, two, number one.